Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hello and welcome. This is Mark Homer. Today, I'm going to be talking about the turmoil in the markets. <clears throat> Interest rates at two and a quarter percent. Swap indicating that uh, UK base rate is going to hit six percent by May 23. And I'm going to be talking about what's happening in the property market and where it's likely to be going. So I've been getting lots and lots of questions. Clearly, we've been at a crossroads. We've gone straight through the crossroads now. Um, and things are changing quite rapidly. Um, interest rate predictions, interest rate expectations within the market have risen significantly. Swap rates are indicating that the London markets expect um, UK base rate to get to 6% by May 2023. This is clearly a big deal. If the average homeowner pays something like 1, 1.5% over base, they're going to be paying 7.5% and people investing in uh, buy-to-let properties who may be paying two or three percent over base are going to be paying roughly eight to nine percent interest which is significant um, will everybody else to afford will everybody be able to afford these new interest rates uh, probably not are there going to be more in repossessions well we're not quite there are interest rates definitely going up to those levels no they're definitely not going up to those levels that's just the market expectation at the moment the market thinks that the Bank of England is going to have to defend sterling by introducing uh, bigger interest rate rises. That will clearly dampen inflation to some extent because it will decrease the price of imported goods if they can get the strength of sterling up. Um, and therefore, over time, this should control uh, inflation and therefore control interest rates. What is quite interesting, though, is what's going to happen whilst interest rates make their way up to those sorts of levels. If you think at the moment, interest rates are two and a quarter. We're already seeing the property market slowing to some extent. Um, whilst there are, whilst demand is still there and lots of buyers are viewing properties and wanting to um, bid on them, uh, demand is nothing like it has been during the pandemic. Um, and that's before the full impact of the two and a quarter percent rate rise has kicked in. Lots of people are on fixed rates. Clearly, people buying new properties won't be. Um, but, you know, if base rate goes from two and a quarter to six percent. Um, there's going to be a lot that happens along the way. Demand will probably start uh, dropping significantly. Uh, we're probably already in recession at the moment. Uh, but consumer demand for goods and services uh, will clearly reduce. Um, my hunch is that they will reduce so much uh, way before we get to 6%, um, that the, the economy will go into reverse. Um, that will have some effect on dampening inflation down. Clearly, the government has already capped energy prices. Um, they've gone up about 300% since 2019. So there's been a lot of inflation there. But as time goes on, the prices of uh, electricity and gas to consumers can't go up beyond uh, the current cap, which is about 34 pence uh, a kilowatt for electricity and about 10.5p for gas because the, the, the government uh, are controlling the price of that. So, so depending on what happens to prices in the rest of the market, 
um, that will determine clearly where interest rates go. Much of the media is making lots of the mini budget. Uh, it was anything but a mini budget. Uh, clearly, they're, they're rounding on the 40% top rate of tax now, which has been dropped from 45%. I'm not sure that's the whole story. Um, I think the, the reason that uh, government borrowing and gilts uh, of, of the value of those has dropped so much and therefore the yields and the, the interest rate that they're having to pay on that debt has gone up so much is because markets are losing confidence in the government's ability to repay. And there's three main things that have happened um, over the last few weeks. Clearly, this is a mini budget, but you've got that in uh, conjunction with the quantitative tightening that they're now um, engaging upon. So they're selling markets, se selling government bonds into the market, um, which increases government debt. Um, and the, the other big thing is clearly this energy cap, which is reputed to uh, potentially uh, could cost up to 150 billion. So all of those things add lots of um, money onto the government's balance sheet and the markets are getting less confident, becoming less confident in the government's ability to repay. So they're demanding a higher interest rate to lend to them in, in the form of them buying government bonds. So hopefully the, the government will get out shortly and start explaining how they're going to balance the books better, maybe reduce spending, um, maybe start tweaking other areas um, such as planning, uh, other regulatory uh, changes uh, like introducing a sunset clause to get rid of a lot of unnecessary EU regulation now we've left to speed up the growth in the economy and to increase productivity. As I mentioned, lots of the media are using this as an opportunity to really round on the government and, and, and really get people worked up about uh, a potential crash. Could house prices crash? I get this question a lot. Well, absolutely, there will be lots more house price crashes. Is it going to happen now? Um, who knows? Nobody, nobody really ever knows because you don't know what the government's going to do. You don't know what the Bank of England is going to do to interest rates. The last time this was supposedly going to happen, Boris borrowed 500 billion and pumped it into the market through coronavirus. Um, so who knows uh, whether who knows whether houses are going to drop significantly? But they're certainly going soft already, and that, that would probably mean an immediate sort of five to ten percent drop drop once the froth in the market comes off. So I've got an article here that says UK house price crash. Homeowners warned values could plunge by up to 40% in huge blow. Um, what's the likelihood of that happening? Well, I think, you know, the worst sort of crashes in 08, in the late 80s, property probably dropped up to 25% as an average. You'd see in some individual properties drop more. Some of the stuff we were buying, we could buy maybe 30% less. Um, some areas of the north of England drop more. Um, so I think the likelihood of that happening is pretty low. Uh, could there be a crash? Absolutely yes, uh, but I think 40% is a bit wider the mark. Um, but the media loves to sensationalise this stuff. The Daily Mail yesterday were in full-scale assault on, on the um, mini-budget. Um, they were talking about a sterling crisis and, and you know it's to get eyeballs onto their website, eyeballs onto their newspapers to generate traffic which gets more money out of advertisers and sells more newspapers. So I wouldn't read too much into what they say. Clearly lots of people are concerned about inflation. Um, energy inflation is probably largely done now because the government has placed a cap on it and actually the gas price has been coming down quite significantly the last few weeks. I've actually shorted gas 
because uh, I, I thought $250 a therm was absolutely massive when the long run average was something like 60 to 70. Um, so um, inflation clearly with food, uh, with other items is going to continue for a while. Um, you know, if you're renting properties out, I think it's a very, very good opportunity to keep make sure your rents are keeping pace with the market. Maybe just keep them sort of 5% lower than the market. But other than that, uh, if you don't keep pace with the market, uh, you may find um, it's difficult to, to sort of get them up to the market rate later because, um, you know, Section 13 means you can only increase rents by 5% per annum uh, without the consent of the tenant. Uh, in addition to that, you know, the Scottish government's put a freeze on uh, any rent rises just for the winter because of uh, these, largely because of the, the energy um, price increase. Um, you know, if you've left your rents too low, then you're going to find it even more difficult to get them up. So, um, you know, the, the rents need to keep pace with the market. As interest rates go up, uh, rents are probably going to firm uh, and they may carry on increasing. Uh, because people looking at buying property or homeowners will be comparing rents with the cost of a mortgage. Um, so, you know, for me as an investor and a homeowner, I'm probably a bit more concerned with interest rates now uh, than the, the extra cost of inflation. Always remember, though, when you've got some debt, um, inflation actually pays the debt down. So inflation at the moment is running at 10% roughly per annum. Um, that means your mortgage is reducing by about 10% every year. Clearly, you've got to have enough cash to pay it. And if interest rates go up, um, you're going to need the cash to, to pay those interest rates. But, um, you know, those two, it, it is important to, to, to realise that it's um, that there is some benefit in inflation because your, your, your mortgage is depreciating, it's going down. So I've just heard from somebody that they are have sold their house and instead of buying another one, they are renting because they're so sure that the housing market is gonna crash in the next 15 months, two years. It's a possibility um, and the risk of that happening, uh, you know, has is, is, is probably gone up certainly in the last sort of month. Um, however, would I go out and sell my house and rent to buy back into the market on the expectation that I'm going to be able to buy the same house back much cheaper in two years? Absolutely not. Um, the costs of moving, the stamp duty, the risk that it will never happen and the risk that the property could go up in value as it did through COVID because I saw some people sort of do this at the beginning of COVID, they try and sell the house to buy back in again. Um, you know, all those things mean that you might not be able to afford to get a house of the same size or type uh, with, with the same money um, after this. So no, I don't think that's a good idea. If you have sold your house for whatever reason and you're putting off buying another, um, so you were selling it anyway and you're putting off buying another and you're going to rent for a while, uh, maybe there's a little bit more mileage in that, uh, but equally, you know, properties could start going up uh, and you could be priced out and you not be able to sort of get back in. So um, I, generally, I don't think it's a good strategy. So lots of people uh, might be coming to the end of their mortgage deals as I was uh, or I am. Uh, I tried desperately last Christmas to uh, get onto a new product with my lender, Barclays. Um, but they will generally only let you do it three months ahead. And I think they're moving it now to five months ahead. So I couldn't benefit from those low rates, but I did lock in a, a deal 
uh, at uh, I think it's just over three percent um, three weeks ago, a ten-year fix uh, at just over three percent, which I think is great. And actually, there are still with them some long-term fixed rates, um, a ten-year fix at three point six five, and a seven-year fix at three point four nine. If you're going to stay in your home, um, you know, does that represent some security? Um, you know, and and you know, if you look at obviously shorter term fixes swimming around it i don't know these are four four and a half percent it looks cheap um, and it also reduces any risk that you're going to get much higher rates in the next 10 years uh, five-year fixes are sort of 3.6 to about four and a half depending on what it is you're doing these rates were uh, written i think last friday so this is going to change quickly i think Six or seven lenders have already withdrawn all of their mortgages from the market, probably because they can't handle all the influx of people trying to fix um, and trying to get a, a new mortgage deal. So they're, they're going to let it settle down and then they'll come back in again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I much prefer, certainly in the residential mortgage market, I prefer long-term fixed rates because the, the, the difference between the long-term fixes and the short-term fixes isn't that much. In fact, they can be cheaper than a short-term fix and they offer a lot more security. Clearly, if you think you're going to move in that period, um, it might not be a good idea because you might have early redemption penalties. However, lots of these products are portable onto the next property so you could move it um, when you move home. Lots of people are being quite shocked by how much interest rates have, have gone up. Um, you know, this has been coming for a number of years. Um, base rate was dropped to half a percent in 08 off the back of the financial crisis. And then it was um, sort of slowly was going to be making its way up to one and a half percent. Never got there. COVID, COVID came along uh, and base was dropped to 0.1 percent. Um, you know, base rate is now 2.25. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, expected to get to 6 percent by May next year. Um, Lots of people have been surprised by the speed at which it's gone up, but you know, I, I think history tells us that uh, when interest rates start to start to, to pop, they, they they really get going quite quickly. And if we look back pre-08, the average rate of interest was probably average base rate was probably about five percent. Uh, and if you look further back through history, rates were much higher than that. So um, I think this day has been coming for quite a while. Um, you know, we, we have probably in our investment portfolio about 60% fixed rate uh, and then about 40% of it would be on variable. So it hurts myself uh, as much as it does you. Uh, you know, I've taken some variable rates because my view was that um, they were significantly cheap enough on average over the period of the loan um, versus a fixed rate to, to offset the risk. Um, but... Um, yeah, this, this day was always coming. Lots of people say to me, oh, should I fix now because interest rates are, are going up so much? Well, what you should do is compare the sort of variable rates you've been offered and the, and the fixed rates. And actually within the residential mortgage market, a lot of the time the, the fixes aren't that much more uh, and longer term fixes than the, the sort of variable rates. So yeah, absolutely, I, I prefer those. If it's just a short term sort of two year fix, I, I, I don't, usually give that much sort of apply that much value to that because uh, you know by the time you've taken the mortgage out um, you know you might have another six months where nothing happens you know 
and, and rates will gradually go up from that point onwards. So it doesn't offer you that much security. The real sort of changes come over a period of time and that could be two or three years down the road when you've already, um, you know, your, your fixed rate period has already ended. So if I'm fixing, I'm normally trying to fix for five, seven, ten years uh, because sort of two-year fixes aren't, for me, they don't offer much security because you're out of the fix in two years anyway. So what securities does that offer you? So with investment properties, I, I've, I've noticed over the years there's usually a, a larger differential between the fixed rates and the variable. So I have been um, more inclined to go variable, but uh, we managed to get quite a, a big uh, loan done uh, in February this year on a, on a really nice fixed rate, and that was a 12-year fix. Um, so, you know, we're, we're probably 60% fixed, something like that. Um, but, you know, that that's always... I'd, at least half of our portfolio I would always like on, on long-term fixes. So at the moment, I'm doing quite a lot of housekeeping, um, creating a few new sort of apartments and rooms, sweating the assets that we've already got, uh, and just making sure that, you know, the, the quality inside of all of our rooms and apartments and, and houses is, is good so we can, uh, when tenants move out, we can get higher rents. We, we are putting rent rises through as well to make sure we're in a good position to uh, pay for extra interest and extra costs. Um, you know, for me, it's a, a, an important time to really do that housekeeping to make sure that the portfolio is um, in a good shape to, to, to weather all of these changes. That's been Mark Homer over and out. <music>